Absolute power corrupts absolutely. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. I want winners. I want winners. You got to tell me that again. I want winners. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to a fine Memorial Day. Uh, excuse me, not Memorial Day, but Memorial Day weekend, I should say. Memorial Day Sunday. How's that? I am JTAKA, the master. And as always, this is the master plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll repeat that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to JT, the master, and that would be me. All right, like I said, this is a Memorial Day weekend, so we, I wouldn't say put a shout out, but we uh, remember the veterans that, uh, and uh, those who serve uh, in the military to, on on this day, um, tell someone that you know in, in, that serves or has served that we appreciate you. Thank you for your service, and uh, um, we continue to support you. You know, people, uh, the theme of this is you play to win the game. You play to win the game. I didn't get the chance to actually watch the game live last night uh, because of what I was what I was, what was going on, but. I, re- I recorded it so I would be able to have an opportunity before I came on this show to comment on whether uh, Oklahoma City won or, or to comment on the, game, on the game as it is. And like I said, you play to win the game. You don't play it just to play it. You play to win the game. And just like Mike Singletary said when he was the head coach, of the San Francisco 49ers in the day. I want winners. Plain and simple, I want winners. And it doesn't look like, now I know they're having a game seven, going back to uh, Golden State, but with a golden, and not to really, I'm not, I'm not trying to rub it in, but with a golden opportunity for the Oklahoma City Thunder, to get that monkey off their back, to get that label of not being able to get it done uh, in crunch time, and to push themselves to uh, in the Kevin Durant, West, Ryan, uh, Russell Westbrook era to another NBA Finals at home. At home, people. Most of the game, leading most of the game. And with two minutes left in the game, give or take, we'll say two and a half minutes left in the game, I saw five dumb mistakes. Five dumb mistakes. I watched the whole game this morning before I came on air. So it's fresh in my mind. 
I watched five dumb mistakes Oklahoma City Thunder committed from their big stars. Russell Westbrook had at least three, and that leaves Kevin Durant with the other two. Throwing a ball away, taking a dumb, dumb three-pointers when it was not necessary, panicking when it got too close for comfort. And Oklahoma, in all their wisdoms, and I'm saying that sarcastically, going down the stretch from their two two big guys, do it again. Reverted back to what they had a habit of doing during the regular season. Choking, and I'll, I'll, I'll exactly what I say, choking. When, if you listened to me yesterday on the uh, FSP show, I said it's a, it's a do-or-die game for both teams for two different reasons. And I stated them so, uh, yesterday afternoon, and I'll say them again. For the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder, This was a do-or-die game because they didn't want to go to a game seven and leave that up to chance of losing in Golden State. You, they were up 3-1 in this series. Three games to one. And one of the game was a complete 30-something point blowout of, of the world champions. And what happens? You lose the game in Golden State. Okay, now now you now you're still up. You're up three two. Now you come back to your home court, and you would think, I mean, you played well for forty six, forty five and, and forty five minutes and change. Enough, well enough to win. Even though during the game, especially your big time player Kevin Durant, especially in the sec- first half, took some. Head-shaking shots. Head-shaking shots. It was like six for 19 or something something crazy. Maybe not even that well. But he took 19 shots in the first half. If you watched the whole game, him and Russell Westbrook, I have to question the type of shots that they took. And then they really got a brain freeze when it came down to crunch time, when it, when it really counted, when the team – when the Oklahoma City Thunders team really need their big-time stars, their all-stars, to come through, to bring them home, to take that sixth game and not worry about playing Golden State in a seventh game in Golden State, they couldn't do it. They, they, they got the proverbial collar job. They choked. They choked. You had to see the game. If, you, if for nothing else... The last five minutes of the game, maybe not even that, the last four to three minutes of the game. And you can see why the Oklahoma City Thunder mindset at that time during the games uh, is not a positive thing for the team, especially their two superstars. For some reason, they don't trust their teammates. They put it, they, just like Charles Barkley said at halftime, they get that hero mentality 
and uh, it costs them, and it keeps costing them. It keeps costing them. Now, they do have a chance, and I'm not saying they can't do it, but if you saw the, the mindset, uh, the, the body language, the facial expressions, uh, walking off that court in Oklahoma City of the Thunder, you saw that. It probably won't take much. Discourage him to get him thinking, is this going to happen again uh, in the seventh game in Golden State? Golden State showed their poise. They, at one point, they were down 13 with a chance of getting blown out in the first half. Kept their poise. Probably knew that, hey, we're playing, we play, we, we playing the Thunder. We know how they are. We know their mindset. We know if they have enough heart and, and, and um, brains and knowledge to bring themselves home to, to, in, a, in a crunch time, in a closed-out game, obviously it didn't work out. You're up 3-1 in the series, a commanding lead in the series. All you have to do is win one game. One game. You don't want to go to the seventh game, so you got two games to win one, and one of them on your home court. So even if you lose in Golden State, this was a must-win game for Oklahoma City. On the other side, obviously, obviously people, on the other side, down 3-1 at one point. They go home. They take take care of business as home, pushing the game to game six, pushing the series to game six, sorry. And uh, I don't know if they had momentum on their side, but going to Oklahoma is very tough to win, obviously, because they they had to lose uh, in Oklahoma. Last time they went to Oklahoma, they got blown out. Blown out. So they're going back to Oklahoma with a do-or-die game. Want to push this game to game seven. It took a record-breaking three-point shooting night for Clay Thompson, who had 11 threes. Uh, and was was unconscious at one point, 11 threes, to help keep the uh, Golden State Warriors in the game. And then you get the reigning MVP near the end of the game, close it out. I mean, and both these guys, I wouldn't say both these guys, but the team as a whole, the team as a whole kept their poise, didn't do the stupid things, the dumb things, Oklahoma City to fall, to lose, kept their poise as in world champions, they didn't win 73 games and lose nine 
for nothing. Oklahoma City Thunder shot a better percentage from the field, 42.2% versus Golden State, which was 41.4. Big thing, the big. And I know they, they, they like the three just like Golden State. But at some point, when you shoot 13% from three-point range, your best bet is probably to take it to the hole. I understand that Golden State is a three-point shooting team, but you want to win a game. You're not going to try to let your ego get the best of you and say, what you can do, I can do too. And I think Kevin Durant in particular, and I like Kevin Durant as a player, but Kevin Durant in particular, 10 for 31. 10 for 31. Ten for thirty-one. You believe that? Thirty-one shots made ten, but ten of them. He so he, so he shot thirty percent. That's horrible. And then a lot of those shots, people, I'm telling you, they were rushed. They were dumb shots. Uh, I don't know if they were trying to match. Or his ego got the best of him. What I can shoot a three-pointer just as well as you can. And it was a shame. I, I I'm watching this game and I'm watching it, and from the Four, four or five minute mark. It looks like the Thunder may. I know halfway through the fourth quarter, halfway through the fourth quarter, I thought the Thunder were going to win this game. Halfway through. <clears throat> halfway through. And then, like I said, they reverted to their to their ways. Five dumb plays. Five stupid plays. I, I, I counted them. First one was a uh, Russell Westbrook lost, lost the ball out of bounds, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> trying to go too fast. Trying to do too much. Second one, Kevin Durant, I think, took a dumb three, quick three-pointer for no reason. Third one, Russell Westbrook loses the ball again. And then... I'm trying to think what the other two are, but they involved Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And that's telling me, now I know that they're the all-stars on this team. I know that. And the rest of the team relies on them to bring them home, like I said. But you got to be smart about that. Extremely smart about that. You can't, you got to rely on your teammates Especially when you see uh, um, uh, uh, when each possession extremely important going down the stretch, three minute mark, two minute mark, one minute mark. Each possession is is you got to cherish the ball like like it's uh, like it's your, your lifeline. In essence, it is because if you don't take care of it. It'll go to the other team, and they're prolific scorers on that team. And like I said, Golden State Warriors are, were in a win-or-go-home situation. 
and been there before. Won a championship before. Championship bred type of team with a mentality from the last man on the bench. As long as there's time on the clock and we're close, we have a shot. In essence, we have a shot, either for Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, or the two-time reigning MVP, Stephon Curry. Literally have a shot. Three options, really more options, because they move the ball around very well. And trust each other a lot more, in my opinion, than Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant when it gets close to the to the uh, uh, in the, uh, near the end of the game. And it showed out horrifically in the last three minutes of that game. Horrifically. In all, all due respect of the Golden State Warriors, and, and, and they are the uh, world champions. And I know this is a woulda, coulda, shoulda, if, 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 if. But, and it, it could be a combination of defense, but I think it's a combination of this typical play in Oklahoma City. Of not playing smart football. I mean, excuse me, not playing smart basketball. When it counted the most. And they walked off the court, head down, questioning what they did wrong. And Golden State walked off the court with their head up, looking forward to Monday's game with another chance to play against a fully healthy Cleveland Cavaliers team. I think, like I said last night, excuse me, yesterday afternoon, I think that Golden State's going to do it. And it would be a momentous, more monumental collapse. Monumental collapse of Oklahoma that Kevin Durant, at the end of the season, is a free agent. Russell Westbrook, um, if I'm not mistaken, is a free agent with a choice to stay in Oklahoma or move on to another team. And you have to question Billy Donovan. I'm not questioning his coaching at all because you put your players in situations and it's up to them to do what they need to do. Uh, To win the game. And I got to, I have to think this. I don't think if 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 the Kevin Durant and Westwood Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder team w- loses this game in Golden State, um it'll be it'll go down to one of the biggest collapses in, in, in uh NBA playoff history. They had the reigning MVPs down 
in the series, three games to one, with a chance to go to the finals with only you have to win this one game. Now, the series isn't over. They do go Golden State. Golden State has a heck of a record at home. You can, you can almost guarantee that they won't lose, but they have to show up and play because Oklahoma, it, it, uh, Oklahoma City, I've got to believe that they're coming down and play. Um, now, is Kevin Durant going to stay with Oklahoma? Or is somebody going to throw a, a wad of money at him? And will he go elsewhere? Will he, will he go back home? Where he's from, born and raised in Washington, and go go play for the Washington Wizards, which could use a Kevin Durant to, to push him to uh, prominence in the uh, in, uh, in the um, Eastern Conference. Will these guys be labeled one of these type of players that are all star players, but not big game championships? type of players that can go win championships for whatever reason their DNA doesn't get them over the hump their DNA prevents them from getting over the over the hump I can't talk about this enough you know I've been talking about it for like the last 20 something minutes but I can't talk about this enough because it was. Is, I'm watching this. I'm watching this at two forty, two forty nine. Stephon Curry hits a three pointer that ties the game. Two forty seven left in the game, and it's a tie game. And Oklahoma only scores two more points in the next two. Approximately two and two forty-five in the game, only two points. Butt cheeks locked up. The butt cheeks puckered up, and they couldn't deal with it. That's plain and simple. Couldn't deal with it. You play well up until that time, and then typical. Like I said, I. It, it, and I keep on repeating myself. I know that, but because it's so frustrating when you see a team that's got all this ability, especially the two players that stand out on this team, and they do this over and over and over and over again. You would think they would learn from their mistakes and not do it again, but they fall right into that crevice, right into that gully again, and can't seem to claw their way out of it. And more times than most. Now, I'm not saying it all happens all the time, but more times than most over the course of the regular season and now into these playoffs, they've done the same thing. Lose when it counts the most. Now we have a game seven in Golden State. Game seven in Golden State on his memorial, and it's going to be more. It's going to be uh, um, a uh, a memory that either one of these teams it's going to want to forget because they're going to go. Uh, they're going to lose and go home on TNT nine o'clock 
Eastern Standard Time. Excuse me. Monday, Memorial Day, where neither one of these teams can enjoy the, their the uh, Memorial Weekend and Holiday Weekend because they have to focus and and because they have a, a game seven to play. Whereas the Cleveland Cavaliers, like I said yesterday, can absolutely party their asses off all weekend. Come come Tuesday, because the game's Thursday, so come Tuesday. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy enjoy uh, all the, the celebration. Don't get too crazy, because we still have a series to play, the finals to play. But since you closed out the game, so hold out the series on Friday night, you get to party all weekend. Get to party all weekend. Let the West... Um, Work. Let the West work. Work really hard just to get to where we're going right now. Get it all out of your system. That's what I would tell my guys. Get it all out of your system. Don't go too crazy. Don't handle any, any, anything that can possibly uh, um, harm you from, and prevent you from playing in the finals because you never know. You, your, name, your number may be called at any time. But go enjoy this weekend. Go enjoy your Eastern Conference, uh, back-to-back Eastern Conference champions, back-to-back going to the NBA Finals. Come back on Tuesday morning, ready to work, ready to get ready for the Finals. That's all I got to say. And the fact is, depending on who wins, either we, we don't travel or we travel. Oklahoma City wins we stay at home for the first two games. Golden State win, wins, then you know we got to travel. So just make sure you have a good time on the weekend, Cleveland Cavaliers. Enjoy yourself coming up until Monday. But Tuesday morning, we get to work. Golden State, Oklahoma, it's got to work this weekend. It's a work weekend, work a holiday work weekend, unfortunately. Near the end of May. It's that game seven time. Whose butt cheeks are going to uh, get locked up in game seven? I'm thinking it's going to be Oklahoma City Thunder. I can't get over it. I, I, I can't not, cannot get over it that a team, and it's not a, an anomaly. This team is a very good team and blew out the, and I, I keep on repeating over this, but I got to. Blew out the world champions by over 30 points in one game. Blew them out. Had most of this game in hand this past game in Oklahoma. Game six, do or die for for, for the most part. And you couldn't get it done down the stretch because of your two big-time players didn't come up big-time. They came up small. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to take a break real quick. And uh, uh, drink some of my coffee and uh, uh, see if we can go in a different direction or we stay on point here. 
We'll be right back. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry, the master tailor, will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash B-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. One more thing that I just thought about about this uh, uh, game. Uh, the, the, I just w- remembered a phrase that the late Stuart, Stuart Scott used to say. Um, and I, I really, lo- and it, it's really apropos for the uh, way the, the Golden State Warriors were. Stuart Scott used to say, uh, one of the things he used to say, God rest his soul, cool as the back of your hand and I gotta believe that cool as the back of your hand were the Golden State Warriors when it when it counted the most hear that silence that silence was for, for a reason that's what happened to the fans in Oklahoma when they saw game six slip away from their, from their uh, team. They all sat down in their seats in shock and amazement and were extremely silent. So we'll wait and see what happens. I'm anxious to see how they rebound from this. Um, if they do rebound, if they don't get blown out, this has, like I said, this has to boost the uh, already confident Golden State Warriors' confidence immensely. Immensely. All right, let's move on. We got about 27 minutes left in the show. Got a lot of time left in the show, and uh, I'm gonna move on to the. Now I talked about this on Saturday. 
uh, a little bit. I, no, I didn't. I talked about this on 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 the FSP crew show about college football. I talked about the uh, uh, Mark Rick, the coach of the Miami Dol- uh, Dolphins, <laughs> the Miami uh, uh, um, Hurricanes, donating a million dollars of his own money to get an indoor facility built. Pleasant million dollars to get an indoor facility built. And we had talked about this on Sunday, I mean Thursday, that these college coaches, especially big-name college coaches in big programs, get paid millions of dollars. Him dedicating that million dollars, you know he's going to get it back somewhere, one way or the other. Besides having uh, that much clout uh, uh, and that much power, an indoor facility which was not really on the top uh, uh, um, of the list of things to do in Miami, University of Miami, is near the top now, if not the top. Uh, priority, for, especially for the football program, to try to get him get him back to prominence. One of the few uh, big time teams that doesn't have an indoor facility, and they're trying to. Uh, it's going to include besides the practice field, besides, and it's going to have uh, a coach's offices and, and the like. So they're going to be pretty much, I would say, separated. But I would say separated. They're going to be uh, more. How can I say more um, in tune with the rest of the big universities and the type of uh, um, facilities that they have, uh, and, and be able to fine tune and, and improve the program from where it was uh, previously to from and now um, trying to get it back to that uh, big time the U type of football. Michael Irving and, and and the like um that always were was in national championship prominence uh, and uh talking about big schools big time programs coaches who brought a a program from the uh, um depths in, always from the basement to the to the penthouse is the Baylor University football and our brows and that situation which is an absolute mess Baylor can't move forward with the old pieces in place Anybody who participated in actions detailed in the report or knew about them must go. Art Browse obviously knew about it. Ken Starr, president of Baylor University, I can't see how he can keep his job, even though he's the he got, he, he 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 didn't keep his job as president. But it's keeping his job, um, just getting demoted to chancellor. I can't see that happening. Can't believe that's happening. The AD, uh, which is his name escapes me right now, is uh, uh, on his way out. Tell me, 
any of the coaching staff of Baylor's football team didn't know anything. So I'm telling you, there's got to be a total purge, a total purge from the president, the AD, head coach, which he's already out the door, and all the assistant coaches, whoever they may be, including uh, Bryle's son, who happened to be, if I'm not mistaken, the offensive coordinator. But he was tied to that coaching staff, too. Regardless if they turn a perennial loser into a national contender, this is a Southern Baptist church. I mean, Southern Baptist-leaning school. Very conservative in in their thinking. Very conservative. And they they love their football because it's in Texas. Texas loves their football. But when you have sexual assault allegations coming from the football players that's supposed to go to the local authorities to to get handled. And instead you keep it internally. You talk to the rape victims yourself, which is a no, no. You, You try to discourage the rape victims from coming forward, which is definitely a no, no. Talking about either the president, the AD members of the coaching staff or the head coach. That's definitely a no-no. Against the law, against federal law, not just against state law, against federal law. You can't do that and get away with it. I don't care how powerful uh, 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 the football program is and how powerful you are as a coach and what you've accomplished with the football team from where it was to where it is now. You can't do it. You're not above the law. And obviously, the truth comes out in the light. So what you do in the dark will come out in the light. And you do some foul, you know the four-letter word. It's going to come out. It's going to smell. Sooner or later, that smell is going to come out. And once it does, you can't stop it. No Febreze, no Lysol, none of that's going to help it. You reap what you sow. I, I know I'm getting put, throwing some cliches out there. I know I'm trying. I'm throwing them all out there. But I'm trying to make the point is, and we. I tried to make the point yesterday. Uh, definitely try to make the point on Thursday at the FSP Cruise Show. This is a wake-up call to all coaches, not just the big-time programs, all coaches. You better clean your house. You better get yourself in order. Ole Miss self-imposed themselves, um, sank some um, penalties. Uh, I, this is, to me, I don't know where they go from here because I don't even know what football coach is going to be coaching there. It's got to be a total purge of the coaching staff. Anything else other than that is unacceptable. Art Browse was in charge. He had to believe all the coaches, regardless of who they were, knew what was going on. They, they talk to each other. 
They're human. They talk to each other. They tell you, did you hear about this one? Did you hear about that one? Whether it was on the defensive side of the ball or on the offensive side of the ball, uh, players I'm talking about who committed these crimes. These coaches talk. All these coaches talk. So they knew what was going on. Regardless if, if they thought it was right and wrong, they knew what was going on. So it's got to be a total purge of the coaching staff. All of them, out. So that means a new coaching staff has to be assembled with a new head coach, a new AD. And where is that going to take him? Is that going to take him to, to me? The style of football, each coaching has each coach has their own style. Each coaching has I mean own style of offense, own style of defense, own coaching style of teaching players uh the fundamentals uh uh and um what they want on the offensive, defensive, and special teams. Art Browse had a, a a formula that brought to prominence Baylor football in the national form. Coach, with the possible NCAA penalty and federal investigation and federal um, um, Penalties, because you broke federal law when you when you for for the actions. So what's going to happen? What coach? What prominent coach is going to walk into a situation like that with the possibility, strong possibility, of players leaving? I'm I'm reading right now. Baylor running back signee won't enroll. He wants a release. Four-star recruit Cameron Martin has requested a release from his letter of intent in the wake of Coach Art Browse firing. How many other? coaches are going to, I mean, how many other players are going to want out? Present players that are in the system, been in the system, that are sophomores, juniors, and seniors are going to stay or want, want out because they see the handwriting on the wall, a stain on the program, and the possibility of penalties from whoever, and the program going south and not being of national prominence anymore. These players want to be in a program that's going to get them some exposure, going to get them some recognition, so they have a shot to take it to the next level, meaning the NFL. Just like Penn State, and I'm not comparing what happened in Penn State to Uh, what happened in Baylor. Um, It's not the same thing, but it's a possibility that Baylor gets some serious penalties that's going to affect ball program enormously. What happens to the guys that committed that signed a letter of intent, do they get a chance to, uh, just like uh, Cameron Martin, release from their letter of intent to go to another spot so they can play football at another high-profile school? What about, Like I said, what about the players that are there right now? Are they allowed to leave without having to sit out a year because they went from one school to the next? 
Penn State players, some of them, some of them stayed, and, and some of them absolutely left, including the ones that had a letter of intent. They decided not to stay. Decided to to go to another program. This is a one big mess. One big mess that's still yet to be played out completely. This is just, in my opinion, the tip of the iceberg. You get rid of the the head, which is Art Bryles, this uh, uh, athletic director. You know, anybody had that had to do with the um, ball program, regardless, regardless if 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 any or the any uh, uh, athletic director's office. Like I said earlier in this commentary, any employee who participated in the action, detail in this report, detail in the report, or knew about them must go. Now, like I said, that whole coaching staff has to go. Because you know, they, like, like I said, this, this, this just doesn't happen. This happened since 2008, 2009. This has a, been a culture. It's just one one-time incident. This has been a culture. Guys convicted of crimes, guys accused of crimes who waiting to go to trial. This has been an uh, ongoing culture and a mindset because it's Texas football, and I'm not knocking Texas football, but the mentality was protect the football players at all costs. Protect the football players at all costs. Now, I'm not saying it's just football players. There's probably some other have the same issue, but comes to light here in a strong way as a football program and how corrupt they were. And the college coaches across the country have to take note. We can't operate like this. We got to be transparent because if we're not we're going to affect our jobs, going to affect all the coaching staff uh, that's under me, going to affect the university or college as a whole. And it's just going to be a setback, setback in, in your career, in the coaching staffs that you have under you. Um, it's not acceptable. Not acceptable. All right, we got about 10 minutes. I have to give 10 minutes left in the show. What do I want to talk about now? Uh, What do I want to talk about now? On this note. Let's talk about this, people. NFL made some changes to uh, replay. 
And uh, they had some... Happened five days ago. They had a uh, um, a owners meeting, and they got to uh, ratify some uh, modest instant replay changes, and the changes will take effect. This season. One of them, I know, and it's not, it's it's probably never going to get right. Is the, what's the catch and what isn't a catch? The list of reviewable plays that were approved on Tuesday were the penalty enforcement, proper down spot of a foul, and status of the game clock. They don't affect the number of replay challenges. Each team still will be given two replay challenges and still will be rewarded a third challenge only if successful successful on each of the first two Um challenges scoring plays and turnovers remain subjective to to uh, automatic replay reviews so i got to take a quick break i'm going to play uh i'm going to play this song here and I'll be right back. Ladies and gents, turn up the sound system to the sound of Carlos Santana in the GMB. Get away.
All right, people, I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to take a, a break there for a minute. All right. Like I said, the uh, owners of 32 NFL franchises um, uh, ratified it, um, these measures. Um, checking, the proper, checking the proper down penalty yardage and, and clock-related matters. Um. So it's basically administrative. So it is what it is. We already talked about, and I'm not going to go into great nauseam about it, um, the Ravens and and their uh, uh, snafu, I wouldn't say snafu, but they're trying to to skirt the uh, rules and getting caught and getting fined, decent fine. Deservedly so, and uh, but that's the hardball, hardballs. One thing, one thing, college, and uh, trying to push the envelope in college, and ones in the NFL trying to push that competitive edge in the NFL, and got caught, and like I said, got penalized. All right, uh, three minutes left in the show. I want to make sure that you enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend. Time to reflect on military members past, present, and the future. Um, but also it's a day of celebration. Not just today, but the next, the next, last, the following two days, today and, and Monday. That you don't get too far out there that you can't bring yourself back. For some of us, we have the, uh, a work environment to go back to on Tuesday. Depending on what level of school you're at. Um, or some type of obligation you got to go back to on Tuesday. And you wouldn't be able to do that without doing harm to others or yourself. You can enjoy this holiday coming out of the, out of the summer. Let me put it to, so to speak. Or oh, the first really, this this is the summer coming. It's not officially summer, but this is like the holiday to kick off the summer. And uh, have a good time doing that without, like I said, bringing harm to yourself or others. Um, everybody has always has somebody that you, you come home to or you who uh, love you or whatever. And rather than end up in a spot that you don't want to be in, that may affect the lives of you or, or somebody close to you for the rest of their lives. Think first before you act. It's been a pleasure Spending this time with you for the last hour. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Come join us on Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where where I'll be the host of the FSP Crew Show, along with my one of my co-hosts, Jeff. 
affectionately known, affectionately called the Joker. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully you're there. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of your weekend safely. And we'll see you on Thursday. And again, on Sunday, which would be the 5th of June. June's right around the corner. Time's flying half the, the, the year's almost halfway through. See you, people. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Memorial Day weekend. See you.